It's me, Mario. No, it's not. Attack the Dino. We're back! And our fronts, we're both here. Uh, we are a fortnightly pop culture podcast where we discuss all things that are to do with pop culture and not so much podcasts because we are one. Uh, I'm a bit thrown out this week because we don't have Dan with us. He's over at PAX doing whatever you do at PAX. Um, as long as it's not a small packs, because that got eradicated in the Americans in 1923, and we don't really want that back because the anti-back. Anyway, filling in for us, we've got Mr. Ross Duncan, a man who we often hear yelling out the answers to the quiz at the end, because he knows it all. Uh, not to throw you off there, Will. Uh, and uh, we decided <laughs> to bring him in to fill in for Dan. So I think of this as your addition. Um, you are a, a co-owner of this fine comic book store in which we are currently located. Uh, Greenlight Comics. Yep. Uh, you should probably talk as well. No, no. For those of you <laughs> not watching the live Facebook stream, uh, Ross was just peddling his logo. Um, also, if you're not watching the live book, uh, live book. If you're not watching the live book here on uh, Face FM, uh, I'm wearing a Mario Brothers hat for a reason that we'll probably get into a little bit later on. I say probably, but we will because I've got a rundown here. It says right there we're going to talk about uh, the gaming deaths this week. Uh, Nintendo messing up or not, and the pre-ordering comic book bundles, which is something that Ross, you had a, a thought on, which is looking like coming into fruition. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Ross, we'll talk to you in a minute, but I'd like to introduce our guest for this week. We do have a special guest each and every week. This time round, he is the former chief of Avcon. Uh, he is the current, what, try, try third chief? He's the third chief. He's the chief times three of retrospect.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> big round of applause and do it because I will be able to hear you for Mr. Will Brennan. G'day, guys. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, who are you talking to? Uh, to you two, oh, of course. I'm, I'm good, thanks. Didn't we go through this? No, 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 no. By the way, I'm Will. Hi, nice to meet you. Oh, yes. right. He's Will. <laughs> Why don't you tell me? Aren't you Ross? Yeah. And you're, you're Dan. Yeah, sure. Great. Well, guys, uh, what can I tell you about me? Um, you've already said all the interesting bits that I've... Well, go on to a little bit more. What, what's Retrospect? Retrospect. Well, it's a wonderful retro video gaming website and hobbyist group. Mm -hmm. uh, we put on some amazing retro video game museums. We do some awesome articles online and on our Facebook. Uh, we run some really wild party nights through our Joypad chiptune group. And uh, all in all, we just get together and have a lot of fun and talk retro. Talk retro. Now, tell us a little bit more about the Retro Museum. There's been a few come up and around this year. There have. Uh, this year we've had uh, the big one being AFCON, mm -hmm. um, which we've done for the last couple of years. I'd say it'd be the last six or seven years that we've done that. And what's in a Retro Museum? Like dinosaurs playing Nintendo? Oh, no, no, no. Because no, you can no, do no. that now in Super Mario Odyssey, yeah. which we'll be getting to. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, well, what we have is we have a, a collection of all the greatest consoles you've ever seen, plus a couple of the ones you've never seen before. And um, Pepsi Man. And Pepsi Man, which is one of the silliest games I've ever played. And, and a Phillips Towns mode. Oh, man, what a great console. Not. Uh, but, basically, unlike most museums, we put the stuff on display and let you play it. All day. All day. And I'll tell you what, it's not dinosaurs that sit down and play it. It's five-year-olds. Yeah. It's ten-year-olds. And they think these games are better than the ones you find on your Xboxes and your PlayStation 4s. because they are. Ah. Quite frankly, um, uh, tell me what's the most rewarding part, seeing young kids 
uh, get in there and play these or, or seeing families gather around and reminisce about all the fun they had oh. or uh, taking the controls home at the end of the conference and having to lather them in methylated spirits and get all the gunk out from all the dirty hands that have oh, been licking them all day. Dude, that's probably the worst part of the event. No, no, no. The best part is when you have a dad come in with his little kid and go, oh man, I had that as a child. You have to play this game. And yeah. he ushers his kid on and they have so much fun playing it. It's the nostalgic value, man. Mm. And watching someone else enjoy the nostalgic value is almost as entertaining as doing it yourself. Have you ever wondered why uh, nostalgia is coming up sort of now and didn't with our parents' generation? Because I read an article by, I think it may have been a psychologist or someone pretending to be a psychologist, <laughs> probably that one, um, where they were saying that we are, because we're all very old here, uh, we are, but we're still very pretty, we are the first generation that were marketed to through ads. So we had like Transformers, which were toys, and then had cartoon series put around them. You know, we were told to get this so your life is complete, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and now we're at the stage where we have an expendable income, well, some of us. Uh, we just go, hey, memories, let me relive my childhood and not grow up, because it's a trap. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I believe that everyone's got that nostalgic value going on. It's just that we're easier to market to. There was more available for us to be nostalgic over. Uh, you know, our parents would have been nostalgic over people and places. Yeah, I guess it would be pretty hard to be nostalgic over polio. Well, it depends. If you were the one that cured polio, you'd be pretty nostalgic about it. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. But look, video games are almost like living a brand new life. And so you're nostalgic or for the value. Or if you're no good at them, oh, like yeah. me. <laughs> but you're, you're getting to remember the time that you got to live that other story. That you got to involve yourself as Mario dodging barrels because an angry monkey stole your friend. Yeah. I hate that barrel. <laughs> anyway, Ross, you've been pretty quiet. Yeah. Tell us more about you. I just wanted to let you guys chat away. Um, I work at Greenlight Comics, I Partly own Greenlight Comics. Yay! I, I play video games too. Yep. Uh, what games have you been playing lately? Uh, let's see. I got the mini SNES. Yep. I've been playing Yoshi's Island. Did you play that much uh, first time around? Yeah, I kind of did. Somehow I skipped over Mario World. Played, really? Played, what? Yeah. Wow! I, I played what? the first three Marios to death Yep. on the NES. Yep. Skipped over Mario World somehow. Wow! And then played and won Yoshi's Island. And now I'm trying to get 100 cents. On Yoshi's? Yeah. Yoshi's Island has a really good uh, way of seeing if you do get 100%, because you actually get a running total yeah. at the end of the level. Yeah, you do. Like, yeah, oh. 100, 100, 100, and then the chalkboard flips. Yeah, and one so of those you know, is health, so if you get hit in the last dying seconds of the level... Uh, yeah, but there is a way to get those stars back. You know, the triple egg bounce, and then you and you throw it, and the little star pops out. I don't know what you just said, but I'm going to try You, you will. You, you'll, you'll discover it. You've got to rebound the egg a couple of times, and then before it falls off the screen, hit it with your tongue, and then it goes back into your egg party, and then when you smash that egg on the thing, uh, a little star pops up, and you go, and it's a way to get like one or two back if you get hit right at the very end. It's also got the rewind feature, so you can cheat if you like. Yeah, no, I can't do that. No, nor can I. Uh, what else have you been playing on the SNES Mini? Uh, so I can't help myself play Link to the Past again. Um, I actually can't get it off. Yep, it's clearly the best game of all time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I can't. As soon as I hear those opening notes, I just have yep. to play it. And, yeah, love it. What do I say? Yeah. Uh, what about Earthbound? Do you ever play Earthbound? No, not really. I never really got into turn-based fighting. So really, just, yeah. you play Chrono Trigger though? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. It's just not my thing. Like I, I play Secret Mana. 
a little bit. Actually, I've been getting an F zero again. Really? Yeah, I'm playing all the games I actually own. <laughs> <laughs> See, nostalgia. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Come on, Earthbound. Yeah. You, you you have a small child that's roaming the streets, and he goes, "There's a dog. I have a baseball bat. What is the next logical step? Find a meteorite." <laughs> <laughs> That game really disturbed me. <laughs> it uh, disturbed a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, what have you been playing, Will? Uh, Mini SNES, actually. Oh, wow. As well. I've never Come played um, Super Nintendo's uh, Super Metroid. I've never played oh. it before. And so... uh, can, I, can I admit that I've never played Super Metroid either? Wow. Even though I do have a copy of it. Um, I, I only no. just... I, I, I finished it, like... I don't know. Started last year. Yeah, so it's still fresh. So I haven't been playing that one, but yeah, oh my god, what an amazing game! So Super Metroid, Super Metroid, uh, Destiny Two, sadly not as retro as you'd like it to be. Um, and jeez, uh, what was the other game that I've been playing a lot lately? Overwatch. Wow, because uh, all the heavy hitters. I'm just such a social gamer these days. <laughs> I'm not. I hate all of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I only hate most of you. Um, I. Being slightly different, I've been playing Pokemon Gold on uh, my 3DS. Uh, that came out recently. Got me a sweet Celebi, even though I've already got like eight of them. I like how only about four people will know what I'm talking about right now. I know what a Celebi is. Yeah. Uh, so we're playing that. Also played, which is going to be covered in our news segment, which is coming up shortly. The new um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Oh. That was announced during the week. Uh, and then for some reason, I thought it was a mistake before, which is what I alluded to in the show uh, opening, uh, Australia and New Zealand have got it before the rest of the world because reasons. Oh, uh, that's presumably true. because Nintendo want to you know, product test it first. Uh, so I've been playing that the past two days and it's pretty rad. Yeah. It's, it's basically an Animal Crossing game. Uh, it's free, unlike Mario Run. Uh, you get to, uh, you know, they obviously make money through microtransactions, which yeah. you can choose to buy into or not, and no one does, apart from those big whale guys. How's the battery life? Uh, so far, so good. Wow. Um, you've got an option to put on low power mode or high power mode, much like Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just really cool. It links up to your Nintendo account, so you can see all your friends and invite them over to your camp, and you set up your camp, and then you go fishing, and you go hunting for bugs, and you like trade fruit and shake trees, and, and random people come up, and instead of calling the police, you make friends with them. It's... Uh, not like real life at all, but hey, that's why we play games, right? Do you think it's the precursor to the proper release for the Switch for Animal Crossing? I have no idea what Nintendo's doing, but the fact that they've uh, released two 10 out of 10 games this year, which are both in contention for Game of the Year, I don't care. Nintendo are just kicking all the goals. Are they really 10 out of 10, though? Yes. Or is it that the majority of the fan base is saying that it's 10 out of 10? No, you're wrong. They're both four. And I mean, I haven't oh, even played... I think that's a tough ask there. Well, have you played uh, Switch Zelda? Yes, I have. And I think it's a fantastic game. Yeah. But I don't think it quite makes that 10 out of 10. See, well, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> What's 10 out of 10? Yeah, let's, let's make a comparison. But see, a lot of people, 10 out of 10, it's not like the perfect game because no, it doesn't yeah. exist. It's like it, it hits those high notes on each and every fact that you find fun in a game. Awesome music. Yep, graphics you can get pulled into. Not amazingly realistic graphics, because let's face it, Zelda isn't. But you get so immersed into this game that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, apart from when you get frame rate drops. But that doesn't happen as much anymore because they patched it. True. Uh, Mario Odyssey, which came out today. We were recording this on October 27th, which is like Pop Culture Day this year in 2017. For those of you listening into the future. Hi, have I got hoverboard yet? 
Um, we uh, had not only Mario Odyssey release, which is why I'm wearing my groovy cappy, for those of you watching on the Facebook thingy. Uh, we also had Wolfenstein 2 come out today uh, on everything but the Switch. That's coming in late uh, next year. Yep, Assassin's, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins also came out today. Yep. Uh, Stranger Things 2 oh, is no, today? Out. Yeah, yep, yeah, today yeah. as well. Oh, and uh, hold on oh, to your butts, oh, but uh, the latest Saw movie is out today as well. So oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll cram that one in there as well. What's that, number nine? Oh, I don't know. Who cares? I've watched one and one. Oh, this is gratuitous. Uh, so, big, big day. Um, Assassin's Creed, apparently they tweaked a little bit and made it more like a, a westernized RPG. So, it's not so much this open world sandbox type thing anymore where you've got a structured dot to dot storyline. Uh, you can go out and you can uh, do side quests and you can commit assassinations and murder and all that sorts of stuff. Um, and apparently, it's, it's for the better. Yeah. And judging by Will's face, he doesn't think so. No, I think that we have open world fatigue, to be honest. I think there are too many games out there that give you free reign to run around and do whatever you want. Yeah, who wants that? And sometimes we need a strong, linear, push-you-through-it story. And we haven't really had many of those. Well, Although Mario seems to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, it's yeah. a, an open world. It is, but it does have a strong push through the story. It does. Which um, is rare now. From... Uh, initial reports, uh, it's about fi the main campaign is about 15 hours long, uh, but then uh, this reviewer whom I was listening to also said after that there's extra stuff. So you complete the main storyline, then there's more stuff, and he reckons there's another 15 hours at least at the end of the single player campaign. Yeah, wow. Uh, wow. So really looking forward to getting into that. That's why we're recording a little bit early because I'm eager to get home and uh, hit this bad boy in the Switch and, and play it with Macapi. Too soon to say that it's a 10 out of 10. The game's been out for a day. Not even a day, but you have to realise these guys have had preview copies. I'm sure they have, but reviewers also... I don't really trust them all the time. Well, right. that's the whole point of a review, isn't it? You you listen to the people you do trust, and you do like their advice. That's true. That is very true. But I've always found that it's the people that don't have funding behind it, that don't have to write for a big company, that give the most interesting reviews. They point out the blemishes more so than they point out the successes. And when you're looking for a game that irks you, uh, oh, sorry, to avoid that game, you're going to look for the parts that really, really highlight your issues. Oh, that's in the review. I don't want to play that anymore. Yeah. But with these positive reviews that we're getting 10 out of 10, all of it's wonderful. Nothing's wrong with it. But all this review game. site has only given two 10s this year. Two 10s. Two 10s. Two 10s. One was Zelda. One was Mario Odyssey. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a Mario or a Zelda game be game of the year this year. I'm calling it now. I just don't know which one. I only get my game reviews from InfoWars.com. <laughs> <laughs> you sure it's not just going to be that Activision pays for the game of the year awards and gets it for Destiny So two? cynical. Yeah, wow, it's almost like we're on an internet show. We've got Mr. Cynicism here sitting next to us being all, Ugh, I hate life and things. No, I don't hate anything. In fact, I really, really enjoyed Zelda. And while you guys questioned me on the 10 out of 10 thing... I didn't question you. The you only reason I did, I heard that. that. <laughs> is because there were bits in it that weren't perfect. And 10 out of 10 indicates that it is perfect. No, we just said that no, 10 out of 10 doesn't mean perfect. It means maximum enjoyment. But then what means perfect? There is no perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. Perfect does not exist. Half-Life 2. Huh. Ooh, no. Right, well, <laughs> that, 
That was yeah. Wow, you really are stepping in for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 dude. The ten I? out of ten, Dan. You asked, I'll give it to you. Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Oh, speaking of there. speaking of Metal Gear Solid, oh, that's not breaking that up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Metal Gear Solid Survive is still happening. The very first Metal Gear without Kojima, and it is out early next year. Sorry, you said there was another Metal Gear game? I'm pretty sure it ended at five. Wow! If you want to have a four-player co-op surviving a zombie outbreak with Solid Snake, then this game is going to have you in stitches. Probably literal stitches, because that thing's going to tear you asunder. Uh, so that's still coming out. Uh, speaking of being torn asunder, over the weekend a lot of people uh, on PC were banned from Destiny 2 for no reason. What? No reason! There was obviously a glitch, and people went to lock... Like, they purchased the game... Went to go and do a raid or, or log on and just boom, shh, bam. It wasn't for no reason. Oh, it really? Was because of applications like Discord and the overlay that actually injects code to show on the screen at the same time. Now, Activision came out and said, this is not the things that we banned for, right. but a lot of the 400 users that got banned were highlighting that they were using apps that put overlays over the game. Right. And it got called as a cheating program. Now, why, do you, why would you use overlays on a game? Um, well, for Discord, when I'm in a Discord chat, I need to know who's talking, because sometimes everyone sounds the same, especially if you don't know the people you're playing with. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it just puts a little box up on the top, and it shows their faces and their names next to each person as they talk. So right. they just blink up. But is that something worth banning people for? Well, it depends if you game naked or not. Well, I mean, I know I do. But it doesn't show your photo right now. I don't Gaming naked would be fun. Yeah, try it. Yeah. Free ball and Mario Odyssey. So why'd he go? <laughs> he does it on the beach, right? <laughs> Just his nipples. <laughs> Free that nipple. Um, we have got Halloween coming up in a few days. No? no not a fan? No. So we're going to go into a bit of a, a spooky side of things here. Um, first thing I want to talk about is the gaming peripherals that have this year been announced as dead. Uh, most recent, of course, we've had uh, the Connect. May it rest ah, in pieces. Connect yes, yes. is no longer with us, so all of you uh, people out there who are eagerly throwing your arms around, even though it didn't really do anything because it was like an auto thing that you know proved it was just a gimmick that didn't work because they were trying to cash in on Nintendo's Wii culture. Take it out the back and uh, let it run free with all those uh, plastic guitars from Guitar Hero. Uh, visceral Games. Very yeah, nice. I am. <laughs> wow. I'm bitey. Uh, Visceral Games has been shut down by EA. Uh, that blew up last week. Visceral? Visceral. Dead Space, oh, no. Dead Space 2. Uh, closed down. They were working on a uh, Star Wars game uh, with the producer of, can't remember, Uncharted, maybe? This wasn't Star and Wars 1314, was it? I believe it was. Oh, no. Uh, and their uh, reasoning for doing it was that uh, market research had shown that... Uh, People, well, basically, people want to play Destiny. So they want to Star Wars Destiny, and this was going to be a, a, a soul campaign. Mm. Uh, so either an EA cash grab, because they want their Star Wars Destiny, uh, or that game was in so much trouble, they just had to get things happening. I mean, it was announced like four years ago, and we'd only seen like two GIFs. Yeah. yeah. So you got, And their license is only for 10 years. So you're going to weigh up, you know, where are they going to get that money back? 
that doesn't make sense because they're going to be making their own destiny soon with EA. They've got Anthem coming up uh, next year. Yeah, but that's not Star Wars. No, but it is. You put destiny. Star, you put Star Wars on anything, and the, I think the whole idea, at least from a business point of view, is you keep getting those people coming back for years and years and years and years and years and years and putting money into it. Whereas a single player game, you play it once and all right, I'm going to go trade it in now and get Destiny Two. But it still doesn't yeah. make sense financially because you're going to cut your own legs off by making two Destiny-style games at the same time by the same company. Yeah. You're going to split your group. Sorry, we're talking about EA here. EA is making Anthem, aren't they? With yeah. Bioware? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all well aware of EA. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, why focus... would you make another Destiny-style shooter I don't know, man. the same company? I'm not EA. Jeez, I'm, not, I'm wearing a Nintendo cap. <laughs> Fire out. To be fair, EA is my least favourite company. <laughs> oh, well... No comment. Uh, EA, if you'd like to sponsor the show, I will sell out for surprisingly little. Uh, and LEGO Dimensions is dead. Gone. Oh. No more LEGO Dimensions. So that's the, the game, the toys to life, gone. Apart from one, Amiibos. So once again, Nintendo rules supreme. <sighs> Left gloating over the ashes of its detractors. But to be fair, right, of all of the little toys to life, Amiibo were the best looking, best detail. Oh, yeah. And they served a purpose. Served like, a you have the Toys to Life, you have to buy this peripheral and plug it in and put yeah. them on and switch them over during the game. Amiibos, it's built into the actual machine. It's built into the games. You can use those Amiibo through a majority of Amiibo-induced games. Uh, and they just look cool. I mean, again, yeah. if you're watching the Facey chat, I've got the Mario wedding... Uh, well, spoiler alert, there's a wedding in Mario Odyssey, in case, <laughs> you know, you're blind. Um, so... Those little babies are going to come home with me and, and do all their amiibo things together. Maybe make little baby amiibos, little mushroom baby amiibos. With you. With me. I, uh, I, my uh, man womb is ready to receive. The... Anyway, so a uh, scary. I'm just getting into the scary vibe of this evening. Now you frightened me. <laughs> what scary games have you guys played in your history, being that we're all retro players? Yeah, well... Without naming anything too obvious, like Resident Evil and stuff. Or yeah, talking into the microphone. Yeah, yep. Yep. Or yep. talking into the microphone held this out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about it because it's in our cabinet at the moment, but uh, Adam's Family on the NES. Oh, my ocean. That scared you? Uh, no, not at all. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. There's these doors that lead to spike pits, and there's no way to survive. You just fall to your death, and there's no way to know. So See, what confused me about the Adam's Family is that they always talked about, oh, we're going to the torture chamber and, and yeah. like, Morticia slept in an Iron Maiden or something. And I'm thinking, what, do they have superpowers? Like, are they actually... <laughs> what, how are they not dying? They're undead. Are they? Yeah. Are they actually undead? They're undead, yeah. So how come they don't have holes in them? It's the monsters. They're, they're healthy undead. Uh, that makes as much sense as Angel, who doesn't have a heart, being able to have sex with Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, you don't need a heart for that. It's yes, medication. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, without getting into specifics, but... Uh, you need blood. You, need, you do need blood to be pumped into those areas. And, and last maybe, time I checked, the heart is the primary blood pumping organ. Do you never organ. know? Maybe he went down to Bunnings and bought one of those air compressors. I do know that. He didn't. <laughs> right, continue. Uh, another one I was going to mention was the, the mansion level in DuckTales. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Very good little scary level. Um, Man, DuckTales. What an amazing license that is. Yep. Such an amazing NES game. Such an amazing show. Yep. David Tennant's 
Scrooge McDuck at the moment, so I'm just like all kinds yeah, of that's school right. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he does brilliant. He's really good. Anyway, Will, scary games. Scary what games for me. Um, the most horrifying moment I have in gaming life was I uh, went over to a friend's house and she had this huge sort of property, big open living room, and she went, go play on the PS1 while we go outside. Is this a euphemism? No, no, no. Oh, okay. And it had Resident Evil with the light gun. And uh, you would basically have to shoot around the room to kill all the zombies off and it would move you into the next room. Or you would have to sort of press a button. But the atmosphere, the fact that I couldn't move around the room at my own pace, and that this mansion that I'm in is dead echoey. And you can hear creaking in the background. And I'm standing there, I'm only about eight years, playing on this TV going, This is zombie! No! Get away! I don't think I got very far in that game at all. Right, and uh, has scarred you? For life. For life! So I've been continuing to play Resident Evil. It's one of my favourite games of all time. And mm -hmm. uh, that one's probably taken the cake. But the second scariest game I play, man, is uh, Silent Hill. Yeah. The original Silent Hill. Yeah. What about the Kojima demo for Silent Hills? Oh, Did you play that before yeah, it was pulled down? That's my it. goodness, that was... <laughs> I couldn't do it. That bit at the end. Hello, Lisa! <laughs> Lisa never listened. <laughs> I don't think they enabled the mic properly for a lot of players. The man was that frightening. Yeah, that and just the robberous just going through and it yeah. resets. And then one time you'll go through and the walls just bleed. Yeah, no reason. Yeah. The freak yeah. swinging from the ceiling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just no. uh, 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 oh, Kojima. Kojima. But uh, Resident Evil Seven took a lot of that into mm. consideration yeah. when they made that game. And I tell you what. That is just knee-quaking fear. Yeah. So did you play in VR? Yes. yes See, I Dan did. played, I think, the opening yeah. of it in yeah. VR, and then went, nah. And so then he played it without VR and, and continued to play it, uh, and still hasn't finished it because it's too scary for yes. him. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, he's a big old scaredy guy. I played with the lights on. Because um, <laughs> that game is mortifying. I did see a video of um, someone playing uh, it in VR, and <laughs> someone came up behind them and just... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right at the scary oh, spot. Dude. So uh, play that trick on your kids. They'll love it. Uh, my scariest games, there's been a lot that have really freaked me out, but this one pretty much takes the cake. Um, this one has got fog everywhere. Um, it's really atmospheric. Um, a lot of the time you just don't know what you're doing. Um, Superman 64 just scared yeah. the bejesus <laughs> out of me. Yeah. Like... Wow. It frightened me that they made that game. <laughs> it frightened me. That... Oh my goodness. Have you ever played Superman 64, Ross? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, I picked up a car or two and couldn't put it back now. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no button for it. <laughs> I just like the way Lex Luthor's genius plan is going, oh, you have to fly through these rings. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, can't just, can't he just use his eyes to like fry his face off? <laughs> Speaking of frying faces off, we're going to be back right after this to talk about comics. I don't know what reference that is. Hey, you. Yeah, you with the face. Do you want to know what's so awesome about retrospect.com.au? It could be interviews. It could be like games. Could be like uh, haikus. It, it could be even old games with things that measure your heartbeat while you play them. Oh man, like Tetris. It, it could be like Dr. Mario, but he's not a real doctor because like he killed that kid. It could also be Donkey Kong. Retrospect.com.au. You should go check it out before your eyes melt.
Welcome back to Hack the Dino. I just remembered I was too busy trying to be a really subtle Mario with my Mario cap. I didn't introduce myself. I'm Ben Rosenthal, your host. Uh, my other host, Dan, isn't here. He's at PAX doing PAX stuff. Um, he did promise me that he will send photos to put up on there, but knowing Dan, he won't. Uh, joining us is Dan's business partner of Greenlight Comics, of which we are currently sitting in, and you can see in our lovely Facebook feed, Mr. Ross Duncan. How's it going? Yeah, such enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for those of you watching our Facebook feed, you can see that Ross is sporting quite a fabulous handlebar moustache. I got my hair nice and tall. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. It's looking very good. Very good. Nice. So how long before you shave your hair off? Shout out to uh, Phil's hair and booty. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good guy, Phil. And our special guest for this week is the one of Chief Honchos of Retrospect.com.au, a retro gaming online empire focused on all things retro and gaming. Mr. Will Brennan. Hi. Chief. Chief. Big, <laughs> big Chief Willie. <laughs> Chief Willie here. He's going to lay down some fat beats for us after. Fat beats? No, no, no. I have no beatbox, dude. Yeah, you're going to lay down a rhyme and kick it meantime. Yeah. yeah. Greenwich meantime. Off the easy. Yeah, that clock's going to come for you and, and be mean. It's going to be mean. It's going to take all your consoles. It's, it's, no, don't you dare. It's got two and hands. My consoles, play. man. Hands and a face. Uh-uh. Ain't going to happen. Yeah. I'll take a cup. Anyway, we're going to talk about comics now because that's what we do in the second segment before we play the video game quiz or Dan versus the world. Ooh, how are we going to do it with Dan not here? Ross. Yeah, shh, don't spoil it. That was my big twist. Oh. oh. Oh, what have you done? Anyway, I mentioned earlier in the show that, uh, Ross, you had an idea a couple of months back about pre-ordering comics to ensure trade sales. Yeah, well, there's a thing in the comic industry where if the single issue, like the number one single issue, when they advertise it doesn't sell, they cancel the series. Yeah. Before, But there's a lot of people that wait for volumes. They wait for trades, which is kind of what our shop is about. Yep. So if they just offered volume one of the series at the same time they offered issue one just as a product that's going to come out much later you could actually get a sense of how many pre-orders are for the trade before it's even come out before right. issue one's even come out so people can see if there's actually a uh well if a property has legs if a creative team has the goods to go through past the initial six issues that they may be signed exactly. on for yeah yeah so something like uh i remember storm uh, was very popular in trades, and they cancelled it, yep. even though I was selling them. Yep. And they cancelled it and actually put the product out of print because the single issues weren't selling. Wow. <laughs> so, well, all right, whatever, but I've got heaps of people down for it. Now, I've brought this up with Dan yeah. on previous shows. Do you think that the industry, specifically Marvel, will A, head towards a more trade-only type uh, business venture where floppies become eradicated in a majority of uh, venues? And B, do you think that Disney will start licensing out their characters to other companies? From which we've already seen, we've already got young Star Wars and Big Hero 6 being licensed out to IDW. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, I'm not sure about Marvel getting rid of singles. I feel like there will always be that... Uh, I don't know, that romantic idea of the single issue. Yeah. Always. Um, plus, there's all that advertising money that you don't get out of a trade. That's true. So, I think that's... Product placements. Probably a large portion of it. 
you know, see yeah, Wolverine, yeah. <laughs> Wolverine eating some good old Graham's carrots. Yeah, yeah. Rawr, I'm Wolverine, and before I gut this ninja, I'm going to eat me a good old Graham's <laughs> carrots. Graham's <laughs> carrots are filled with vitamin C because it starts with carrot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they'll get rid of singles, but hopefully they. I don't know. It's take into account that there are a lot of people trade waiting. They basically have to rethink how they sell in yeah, this modern exactly, day. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's something Valiant are uh, experimenting with. Yeah. Uh, I follow Ver Valiant very closely because they do have one of my favourite comics ever, Quantum and Woody. Woo. We've discussed it previously on the show. A new uh, series is launching in December. Yep. New creative team. Um, what they're offering, and they're uh, spruiking this on Twitter quite a bit, is when you, you can pre-order the one to four, uh, issues one to four in a limited edition bundle. So you still get them out uh, monthly from December. Yeah. Uh, but the ones that you get come with bonus content. Uh, so uh, inside, look on the creation of the comic or that particular comment, uh, sketches, notes, editorial notes. So yep. you're actually getting a little bit more if you if you pre-order these one to four issues. Yeah, I think that's a good way to start. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to create other content and it may cost a little bit more. But at least you've got those guaranteed sales as opposed to just uh, going, all right, here's a comic. Hopefully it sells out. If not, it's off to the old wood chipper paper mache horse factory. Aww. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, but it does depend on how the comic shop runs their uh, their info on what they keep a customer down for and stuff. I guess so. If some shops are more old school than others and don't have like a good computer system or something, you might it might be not as reliable. I guess depending on the, the age of the shop and what they specialize in, but. And there's still, I think, a lot of people buy trades because they like spines on yep. their shelf. So yep. when they look at a whole spined out shelf, it's like... A spined out it. shelf? Spined out. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas a single uh, singles collection looks kind of like a record collection. Yeah. You can't really mm -hmm. necessarily you gotta you got to flip it. Yeah. And what I find really... I, I live in a two-bedroom apartment, and it's filled with Nintendo consoles and games and comics. Um, and also, you know, a partner and a daughter. But, you know... They can live with that. Um, <laughs> and what I'm finding is I'm running out of room to put my long boxes. So the idea of having trades is appealing more and more because I don't have to store these massive boxes anywhere. I've run out of room under my bed. I've run out of room on top of my cupboard. Where do I put them next? Probably yeah. mum and dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think. Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to ask, but I think trades get reread more. Yeah. Like, you're more likely Definitely. to reread. I have got so many comics that I've read once. Yeah. And if I want to read it again, I'll go and get the story. Like, I've got all of Next Wave, but I won't go and get the single issues of Next Wave when I want to read it. I'll get the trade that I've got on the shelf and pull that off and sit there and just read it in one sitting and then put it back. That's it, yeah. Um, so it's just a really interesting melting pot we've got at the moment. I'm really curious yeah. to see as to where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, with the resurgence of things like vinyl, which has a, a process, like if you were going to listen to your favourite album, Listening to an MP3 is the easiest thing to do. Not anymore. They killed MP3s. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, actually streaming it was, would be the easiest thing to do. And getting a vinyl out of its plastic sleeve and then putting it on, getting the needle and, and scratching it and stuff like that. It's a process, but people are attracted to the process. So maybe comics have that same thing where mm. you want to pull your plastic bag 
often the comic and read it and, and look at all the old adverts. Like, I like looking at all the old early 90s adverts. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like looking at the old comic book adverts. We have, like, Count Dante, the most deadliest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we are burning up the old time, so we're just going to very quickly go on to your book reviews. But before we do, I just want to really, really quickly say the Slingers are coming back, and I'm so incredibly excited about it. I'm going to talk more about it next episode. The Slingers. Yeah. You guys don't know who the Slingers are. The Slingers were awesome, and I'm going to talk about it next show. Okay. So, so tune in in the future. Anyway, what book you got to talk about? Uh, I got one I read recently called Panther. Oh, wow. It's not necessarily new. I'm showing the Facebook audience, but everyone else can imagine a very bright and colorful book at home. Um, now, looking at it, you would think it's like a children's book mm -hmm. to some, some extent. It's uh, using all watercolors and lots of, yeah, lots of crazy stuff going on, but it's actually a horror book. Wow. Um, so I've been telling a few parents not to get it for their, <laughs> for their children. Good salesmanship. Um, no, yeah, don't buy this. And it's about a little girl who uh, has an imaginary friend that comes out of her bottom drawer, and it's this. I'm panther. so glad you said drawer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yeah, this panther that can kind of shape shift and tells her about Panther World, which is where he's from. Uh, but as he tells the, of the vicious things, if she says she doesn't like it, he will change his tone. So, oh yeah, these people die when they go to Panther World, and she goes, oh no, they don't die. And he goes, no, they don't. <laughs> and I will change it because it's her imaginary friend, Sweet. or so you think. Um, and then his friends come out, so he has his own friends that come from Panther World, and they are nefarious. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, one, it's just a one-off book, hardcover, and it was amazing. It was really, really... Uh, Quite creepy. Wow. Not scary, just creepy. Sweet. And Will, what have you been reading? Me? Uh, I've been reading Nailbiter. Nailbiter oh. from good old Image, Dan's favourite company, and I've got to say, it's it's making a it's making a claim for being mine. I tell you what, Nailbiter is the perfect mix of Silence of the Lambs, Seven, Twin Peaks, all of that sort of weird, uh, not quite sure what's going on in the town vibe, but also having one of the main characters who was known to be this monstrous serial killer come and give advice to the FBI investigator that comes out to the town to mm. find out what's going on out there. Supposedly, the town creates serial killers and that they're renowned all across America for having the most serial killers made there. Made. You know, you know why I reckon that is? There. The only game they had on the Nintendo 64 was Superman 64. No, I was pretty sure that's where Donald Trump grew up. But still, it's a very, very vicious comic series. It's not a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of listeners over in America. Hey, listeners. Um, but, you know, that's Will. So uh, send him your death threats. I'm actually half American. <laughs> the left oh, half. Dead. The le left half. Thank you. Side Thank you. to Ben. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, why would you recommend it? Why would I recommend who, who, it? Yeah. I would recommend it because it's less gore and violence and more a psychological thriller Ooh, horror. I like that. And I tell you, I love those kinds of movies. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs is one of my favourite books uh, and favourite movies as well. Only just recently realised that if you zoom in on the death, uh, death moth uh, on the poster, it's actually got a woman sprawled out yeah. on the skull. Yeah, uh, I yeah. did not know that until about three days ago. The only thing I didn't like was the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, but, you know, when that came out, it's only because that's been ridiculed uh, numerous times. Uh, my mother cannot 
look at Anthony Hopps, Hop, an, good old Antoine. Uh, <laughs> uh, she can't look at him anymore because she still sees him in that role and oh, wow. freaks out. Uh, okay, so with that, we're going to play Dan versus the World in the video game jukebox. Now, Ross knows how this is played. Willem, think you know how it's played, but for those of you listening at home, I'll go through the rules once more. I have three songs. I'm going to play the first five seconds of the first song. You each then have five questions each, which you'll take in turns asking, to try and guess what that song is. After the five questions, Will, because you're representing the world, you get to try and guess what the song is first. Oh. If you get it wrong, uh-uh. Dan slash Ross will have the opportunity to guess. If he gets it wrong, it's a draw. Oh. You can guess before the five questions are up, if you wish. But if you get that wrong, the point goes to the other person. At the moment, we have Dan on 32 and the world on 32. Oh. It's all tied up. Oh. Dan's not here. Ross is filling in for him, and I think you'll know if you're a listener to the show, the old Ross, he ain't too bad. Not to build you up here, no pressure. Uh, I am organising a trophy for the end of year, for the end of year throwdown, so either Dan's going to win this trophy or the world's going to win it. (laughs) Whoa, we should see this trophy. It's like, you know, meaningless, actually, like life. Paper mache. Life is meaningless. Make, make your own meaning. Anyway, here's the first five seconds of the first five songs. Three songs. I already know it. I hate to tell you. <laughs> but that's Metal Gear Solid 2. Correct. <laughs> the world picks up the first one. <laughs> so this is going to be a very short... Dan versus the world. <laughs> Generally, when you it know it, you sort of milk it a bit. No, yeah, no it was good that he didn't milk it. The intimidation tactic. <laughs> right. Now Ross knows not the mess. <laughs> yes, right. He will Brennan. slap you Did down he with his words. Did the first guess? Was that actually the rules? Yeah. No, the world, the world <laughs> plays. Oh, Always. Always. Oh. Always gets the first. Oh. <laughs> All right, so should we uh, move on to song number two? Sure. Sure, why not? Song two. Right. Song two. No, it's not that. <laughs> Will, your first guess. Is it a video game? <laughs> Funnily enough, it is. Oh wait, is it a guess or do I get to question it? You can question, you can ask for a hint, you can ask for anything besides what the game is. Because smart Pikachu done that before. Well, I think I know what the answer is already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give Ross an opportunity to take the guess. Oh, you're so nice. I, I, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> 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 I heard drums. Yep, that's pretty much that, all that was it. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, so you can ask for another five seconds. Yeah, do the next five seconds. You want another five uh, seconds? The audience yeah. more, sorry. Just to uh, give Will the opportunity to guess it a bit more. Yeah. One five seconds. Yeah, that's all you get. <laughs> I think all you needed to add to that was like a Bunamuka. Or something along those lines. Maybe. I'm, I'm getting the vibe here that uh, you're looking at an orange thing. What? Like you're supposed to be opponents. And, uh, it's Crash Bandicoot. Sorry, I'm not even going to get that one. Well, you don't get that one because it wasn't your guess. Well, it was because you did. Oh, you did too. Sorry, man. Oh, well, okay. Well, aren't I the foolish one? No, 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 it's good. Right, this is not against you, mate. It's technically on Dan. Yeah, it's all on Dan. One thing can be taken off of this. Yeah, you are Dan. <laughs> all right, well, it's time for the final song now. 
Jeez. It's almost like I spoke to Will when I was organising what when he was coming on, saying, "Hey, what games did you used to play?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. All right, ready? Here we go. Third and final song. Uh, Will, first guess. Oh, can I ask questions instead? You can. 1950s? No. Not oh. from the 1950s. Oh. Ross. Mario Odyssey? Yes. <laughs> I love it. There we go. That cool jazzy vibe. Yeah, Have you yeah, not seen yeah. the film clip for the show? They do a whole dance to it at Nintendo yeah. NYC today. They had like dancers dancing with the guy in a Mario costume and they're dancing along to it. Pauline's up there singing with her band. That's apparent. Oh, spoiler wow. alert. Spoiler. Uh, skip for the next 10 seconds, but uh, one of the missions is you have to find musical instruments for Pauline's band in oh, New wow. Dock City, and once you've got them all, she sings that song. Cool. cool. Yeah. No, I haven't actually watched any content in relation to it, because I kind of wanted to preserve the experience on this this one game, because mm -hmm. I didn't do that with uh, Legend of Zelda, and I regretted it. Yeah, because it's a 10 out of 10 game, and it's spoiled all for you. 8 out of 10, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so just very quickly, you finished it, yes? Yes. You finished Legend of Zelda? Yes. All right, we're going to talk about the end of Legend of Zelda very, very quickly. So you can probably sign off now and skip ahead to the song that I put on. Um, but thoughts on that final battle? Well, that's where one of my points was lost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I would Definitely. actually agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. Um, I was Ganon himself, but then the last four. The last bit just, where he was the beast. Yes, and no, he was just, no, he's just standing there. You had this massive, no, expansive world. Why wouldn't you just have him like just running a ring around the castle and you have to gallop him down and then yeah. like, jump off things? That would have been awesome. But instead, he's like, "Oh, Ganon's trapped in my force field." What? Yeah. Or better yet, let him get away, damage some of the world, and then you have to go find him, hunt him down, and beat him. Yeah, like there are a, a plethora of things you could have done. Yeah. Um, and instead, he's like, "No, stand there and fire these arrows at these spots that light up." Yeah, and I don't know if you guys were the same, but when I. When getting time to launch the last arrow, mm -hmm. I like launched one, and then it took so long to hit him that I launched another one. So I'd like, like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I did, did a couple, and then he died. And I was like, why didn't it, like, you know, imagine like those Max Payne yeah, moments yeah, where yeah, it zooms yeah. in on the bullet and hits the dude? Like, you should have just done something like that. Even if I was way off, it should have just hit him because it's like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I actually find uh, Lionel's harder to defeat than Ganon did. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That said, though, I didn't get a lot of the attacks that uh, Ganon uh, did on, but like, you know when he comes up and he uses all the blights? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get that, because every time he climbed up a wall, I just got a bomb arrow and shot it in his head and he yeah, fell down. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Thought, the oh, final fight's a lot more fun if you don't get the four guardians. And yeah. you have to fight them first? Because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've got to admit though, that was really cool when he like stands up and then it cuts to Rivali and he goes, yeah. now's the time! And then he yeah. fired this thing and it comes out. That was <laughs> very good. Cool. And yeah. just rains down on him. And you think, well, how do they know who's going to be in that chamber? The fourth? Anyway, that's rad. Yeah, yeah. Is there still another DLC? There is another yeah. DLC. Uh, Reggie Philomise. Is that how you say his name? Sorry, Reggie. I know you're a listener. Um, he mentioned today at the launch that the uh, extra content is still coming this year. It'll be in oh, December. He, well, he hasn't said when it's going to be yet, but the Amiibo come out on the 10th of November. And he said, don't lock that away. We'll be announcing something soon. Uh, but yeah, probably 10th of November. Hopefully, it's another Switch T-shirt because that was. A oh, oh man, that was the best deal. An upgradable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
We have been Hack the Dino. We are a fortnightly pop culture podcast where we talk about pop culture things. Uh, I said that much better than I did at the start of the show, so if we can just imagine that I did that, that'd be awesome. Uh, Ross, what do you want to plug? Plug? Plug. Plug some things. Uh, we got a Halloween comic fest tomorrow at the shop. So wow, that's convenient because this will actually go up tomorrow. Most people yeah. will listen to this past the actual day. So Today. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Halloween fest today at the shop when this goes up. Um, yeah, where, is, so, where is the shop? Uh, that's 18 Stevens Place in the Adelaide CBD. And where is the website address? Uh, you don't need to say that. H2TPS backslash dot dot com. Greenlightcomics.com. Will. Me? Chief Willie. I need to plug a hole in my bathroom, but outside of that, Hello! A wonderful retro video gaming website. I mean, we've got the latest and greatest news on the oldest of video games. Um, we've got some really cool stuff coming up recently with the Atari Age and one of our members who uh, put out some really cool stuff on a video game. Yeah, I played that game. I mean, am, am I allowed to say I played that game? Yeah, you are. Oh, I played that game. That was right. You shoot like llamas. Yeah. Well, you are a llama and you have to shoot things. And collect oh, goats. Very cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, our resident man in charge was uh, was the music guy DJing away for this. Yeah. Has he got a website? I don't know if he's got a website. He probably has. look up retrospect. Yeah, I'm sure to be there. Joypad. He does all the joypad stuff. Oh, which is a part of retrospect. It is. We're all one big happy family, yeah. but yeah, like not is. not weird where and we if fight. If you want to check out more, you can go to retrospect.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> And you can see us on all the social things, facebook.com backslash uh, hackthediner, that's us. Uh, Instagram, hackthediner, Twitter, hack, I don't really use Twitter, so go there, but go there anyway, hackthediner.com. If you want to come on the show, drop me a line on, on there. So if you're in Adelaide, or even if you're not, and you're coming to Adelaide, because Adelaide is the capital of South Australia, and we're here, uh, come on down, we'll, we'll have some words where we talk, and uh, people eat them with their ears. Uh, you can also go to hackthedino.com to uh, listen to this if you're not already. <laughs> and another thing that I'm forgetting, oh yeah, if you would be so kind to leave us a review um, on the old iTunes thing, we're on Google Play now as well, so you can listen there and subscribe there. Uh, we're on Stitcher, we're on uh, Tuner, I think it's called, I don't know, I just uh, you know, put them on all these things. But yes, leaving a review there and uh, writing how awesome we are or how ridiculous we are would be awesome. I don't care. One, one stars are great. Five stars are great. Just don't give me three stars. Here's my problem. One star means that you're so awful, you've uh, made that person feel a certain way, which is good. I like influencing. Five stars? Yeah, that's awesome. We're great. You love everything we do. Three stars is a polite clap. Yes, well done. You, you tried. Well done. Here's your three stars. So until next time, hackthedino.com, I'm Ben Rosenthal. You're not... Fire us. Uh. Here we go, off the rails. Don't you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom like you never knew. Any bags or a pass? Say the word, I'll be there in a flash. You could say my hat is off to you.
Jump with me, grab coins with me, oh yeah! Come on and jump up in the air!